Amen, how true that is, amen? Well, if we don't believe in prayer, we're in trouble. We're already in trouble if we don't believe. All right, Children's Church, Brooke is waving and Betty's waving and they're flagging. So uh, all of our children, if you would, make your way over to my left and your right, all right? They are ready to go. And I tell you what this morning, I can always tell when we're in summertime. Amen? Old preacher can always tell when we're in summertime. Boy, we soak up that Saturday. And we come in a little tired sometimes. Amen? Oh, come on now. Y'all ain't got to admit that this morning. Come on now. Listen, we, we all get tired. We've got, still got bubbles up here from yesterday. We all get tired, we all get busy, but I'm telling you today, if we'll open up our hearts, if we'll open up our hearts, folks, not miss the Word of God, don't you have come all this way and missed the Word of God? Amen? We need it today. You and I need it. We need it corporately, need it as the body of Christ. We're going to 1 Samuel chapter 4. Some of y'all know exactly where we're going. And I can tell you now, some of y'all are trying to turn it off already. Don't do it. You'll miss it. Amen. You'll miss it in the battle without God. How many of you know we can't afford to go into the battle without God? Hey, listen, you go into the battle without God, you're going to fail. Listen, and we're in a crossroads in this country. We're in a crossroads with the body of Christ, folks. And there's no more time to sit on the fence. There's no more time to wait around and say, I'm praying. It's time for acting. It's time for action. And it begins in your heart and mind. Let's hear what the Word of God has to say. Chapter number 4, 1 Samuel. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched beside Ebenezer. And the Philistines pitched in Aphek. And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines. And they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father God, I do thank you for this day. God, I ask you again, God, to open us up. God, what matters most is that, God, we draw closer to you. And God, do we ever need to draw closer to you? God, I pray we'll take to heart your word. God, I pray we'll let it reach all the way down into our bowels, our very core, God. God, it just won't sit there. But God, it'll grow there. God, it'll come out of us. God, it'll come out of our lives and the way we live. God, we live in a wicked world. God, wickedness is running rampant in our nation. God, we need you. God, we need you. And God, we can see, God, it's even creeping up into the church, God. God, I pray your people will turn it away. 
God, I pray your people will turn it away. God, we need encouragement today, God, and I know this is encouraged because, God, if we just turn our hearts towards heaven and, God, repent, God, turn back to you. God, I know you'll forgive. God, you're waiting, long-suffering and patient. God, help us today to see that you're calling us. God, I pray we don't refuse it, but, God, we answer. God, I pray we don't wait till it's too late. God, I pray we don't become an Eli. God, <laughs> God, we need help. And God, we need courage to act now, not to wait till later. So God, I pray it happened today. God, I know people are tired. I know they got things on their mind. God, I pray you remove all those things right now. God, I pray you do. I pray all across the house you remove any distraction. God, you allow people to hear your word, God. God, open their ears and open their hearts, God. God, change us. God, I, I pray you change us, God. God, that we don't leave here the same. God, I give you all the honor and the glory for what you're going to do. God, what you're going to do, we're looking for you to do the work. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's get some background here this morning and catch everybody up that's not aware. You'll remember in the book of 1 Samuel, it opens up with Hannah praying for a child. Her dedicating a child. If God so sees fit to have her have a child, she dedicates that child to the Lord and God answers her prayer. God answers her prayer and God gives her a child. And she's faithful to what she promised unto God. And Eli is there. He's the high priest. And Eli has sons. And Eli has sons. And them two sons. And you hear me today, parents? These two sons were wicked. Bible tells us I believe it's chapter 2 of verse 17, that they did not know God. They did not know God. And yet they were not corrected or shown God, really. It falls at Eli's feet. Not only were they in a state of not knowing God, but they were allowed to continue in sin. We're told in verses 22 through 25 of chapter 2 that they brought fornication into the place of worship. Prostitution. Yes, I'm well aware we have children in here today, but I tell you what, there needs to be a lesson learned, folks. I tell you what, if we don't begin to teach our children, who will? Let me tell you something. If the teaching doesn't play, take place in the church, it'll take place in the world. And I tell you, we don't need anybody else living for the world. I'm afraid too many parents today have, are holding their children's hand and they're, they're leading them straight to hell. You may not like it, but it's true. You see, if you fail to do the work, the world will not fail. They will do everything. And I'm talking to you too, grandparents. You are not exempt. 
You are not exempt. We see Eli, though, what does he do? He allows sin to take place in his house. Can I tell you today, you are responsible for what takes place in your house. We're responsible for what takes place in this house. Hear me today. And if you think that you're going to just live in known sin and do these things, can I tell you, you will pay the price. Sin has a cost, folks. I wonder how many parents are going to have to stand before God. Stand before God, knowing that their children, listen, are burning in hell because of the way they've raised them. You see, Eli enabled them. You say, how did he enable them? He condoned their actions. You say, preacher, I really came for encouragement today. It gets better, I promise you. It gets better. But here is Eli condoning, condoning their actions, condoning the sin. Hey, knowing. And listen, the women at the gate, they, listen, they're not the ones being blamed. No, it's the sons of Eli that are being blamed. I tell you what, that's a lot to answer for. And yet God in his long-suffering patience, you know what he does, folks? He's patient. He's patient. And we're told in chapter 3, what does he do at the end of chapter 2? And then into chapter 3, he's warned of the judgment. God is long-suffering and patient, but there comes a time when that will end and judgment will take place. Listen, if I didn't love you, listen, we'd sit and talk about red roses and violets and all this thing, but sin is real, folks. Sin is real. And when you condone it, and I condone it, and let me, listen, it's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up with you. You will pay the price. That rooster going to come home to roost. And it's not going to be a pretty picture. You see, sin is fun for just a season, folks. Oh, but that season comes to an end. Oh, it will end. There, listen, there's enough powerless homes today. There's enough powerless families today. There's enough powerless churches today. That's not what God's ordaining and calling for. There's got to be a clean, <laughs> a clean heart. There's got to be a clean house. And you know where that begins in you and I. You see, we can't look for Washington to get cleaned up before we clean up our house. See, Washington won't get cleaned up till we clean up our house. Huh? And even then, we shouldn't even be worried about it. We got to worry about us. You know why we're in the condition we are? Because we condone. Because we enable. Because we're scared to death what our children and grandchildren will think when we tell them it's not okay. You may not like it today, but it's true. You can throw stones at me after we're done. I don't really care. Isn't it time that people woke up? I say, isn't it time people woke up? Isn't it time that the body of Christ woke up? Listen, the world is not going to do it. It's the child of God that's got to wake up. It's the people of God that's got to take a stand. And I ask you this, if not now, then when? 
If not now, then when? We're so caught up in a world gone crazy, we can't even see what God wants to do with us. We're so caught up with who's rioting, we don't even know what direction God wants to take us. We're so caught up with a virus, oh my goodness. We done stopped everything. God help us. God, you know what I think about that virus? Let me just get this out of the way because I need to do it. Listen, if that virus is going to get a hold of me, it's going to have to get through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hear me. And you know what? Most of all, it's going to have to get through His will. That's what I'm concerned about is His will. And if it's His will that I get it, then, hey, I'll praise God through it. You think I'm going out there and acting crazy and acting a fool, trying to catch it? Absolutely not. But I will not be afraid of it. And I tell you what, we've allowed ourselves to become crippled. Crippled by the things that are going on out there in the world. God help us to say, and how does it relate, preacher? Because we take our eyes off of God. We take our eyes off of God. I tell you this, Eli, you know what his problem was? He had no backbone for God. He had no backbone for God. And today we got a lot of people who have no backbone for God. I ask you this, do you not realize that if you do not answer the call of God, He'll call somebody else? That's right. You go ahead and play games and don't rise up for God. You play those games, He'll raise up somebody else. He'll raise up somebody else. Folks, you realize it's by the grace of God and the mercy of God that we can even serve Him to begin with? Who are we to dictate his call? Don't get quiet on me now. You don't think the devil's loving what's going on right now? Hey, you don't think that the devil loved what was going on in Eli's house? Hey, you don't think he, hey, you don't think he just had a ball with that? Hey, that he encouraged it all the way? You better believe it. You better believe it, and you better believe today that he's still on the attack. Just as he got in Eli's house, he wants to get in your house. He wants to get you distracted on what God's will is for your family. It's true. It's true. I will get to the good stuff. Don't turn me off yet. Huh? You see, we wonder... We wonder so many times why we're losing the battle. We're losing the battle because we have fallen asleep as a people. And God help us if we can't stay awake. It's quiet in here. God help us if we can't stay awake. They lost the battle because they lost direction. They took their eyes off of God. They put their eyes on their self. I tell you what, grow a backbone. Grow a backbone. You say, how do I do that? Won't you give yourself over to God? Get your eyes off the sin in your life. My goodness. God help us. And yet, listen to me. Because of a no backbone, because there was enabling of sin, guess what? It led to defeat, folks. Notice what happens right off the bat. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. I'm not, verse 1. And Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched beside Ebenezer. And the Philistines pitched in Aphek. 
And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines and they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. You're going to lose the battle every time. You cannot sin and win. You cannot sin and win. In the battle without God, why is that? Number one, <laughs> sin is still in. Sin is still in. Why are they in the battle without God? Because sin is still in. Nowhere in chapter 2, nowhere in chapter 3 do you see repentance. Repentance. No, it's a continuation. How many times, listen, will we go through the rituals of worship and not even see God? How many times will we go through the rituals of worship and never seek God? What do you mean, preacher? We see it right here. Oh, we see it right here. Sin is still in. Sin never left the camp. And can I tell you, until sin leaves the camp, God cannot do anything with it. Not that he can't, but he won't. He's not taking a back seat to anybody or anything. And he certainly is not taking a back seat to our sin. Hear me that. Hear me today. Sin is still in. Number two. Notice. Notice the first thing that takes place. And I can tell you this. We got an issue with leadership today. We got an issue with leadership today. Hey, it stops. Hey, y'all know the the buck stops here? Huh? That's real. And if you don't like it in your leadership role and you don't like it that everybody's watching you, then get out of the way. Get out of the way. You got a responsibility. I guarantee you, listen, if I fall, you're going to see it a lot faster than somebody else. Why? Because you're watching me. Preacher, I ain't watching you. Ah. Ah. Come on now. I see all them eyes. Everybody watching me right now. Huh? Sure you do. It starts with leadership. Leadership was the problem. Listen, you don't have a backbone in leadership. You, you say, preacher, why do you say this? Listen, I'm bold about what I say because the only person I'm trying to please is God himself. God himself. God took care of me before I got here. God will take care of me. God will t- Amen. Church, God will take care of us. He took care of us in 1954. He'll take care of us in 2020. Amen. We ain't got to be scared of nobody. All we've got to do is fear the Lord. You hear me? You hear me? Either we'll stand or we'll fall. And I ain't planning on falling. My God ain't never lost a battle. So we don't have to be afraid of anybody. Hey, we don't have to be afraid to stand on the Word of God. We don't have to believe and trust in Him. He's God, folks. Either we believe in His power or we don't. His power. Look at this, number two. Number two. Hey, in the battle without God, (laughs) you know why? They desired, they desired the things of God, but not God. Hmm? Look, Look at this with me. Verse 3, and when the people were coming to the camp, 
The elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Boy, isn't that just like us in 2020, believers? Huh? We get ran over and defeated, and we want to blame God about it. Ha! Can you believe God would allow that? Can you believe God would do this? Can you believe? I've had people ask, do you think this coronavirus, all this rioting is judgment from God? I know this sin catches up with you. Sin catches up with you, and sometimes we got to live what we laid. We got to live what we laid. God allows us to walk through these things. You don't think it went by Him first? You don't think He knew about what we'd be facing in 2020? You better believe He did. You better believe He did. Look at what they do. They blame God. They blame God. And when the people were coming to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? And, and look where it comes from. It doesn't even start with the people. That's the elders. That's the elders. Now you tell me that the elders didn't know. Y'all hang with me or you're going to miss all this. You cannot tell me that the elders did not know that there was sin in the camp. But even they were so spineless that they didn't speak against it. Why? Afraid of what somebody thinks? Afraid of what somebody might do? God help us. God help us. Are we not living that in 2020? Oh, and here's their, here's their answer. Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of shallow unto us. That, when it cometh among us, it may save us out of the hand of our enemy. Where in the world does God say, go get the ark of the covenant? Huh? Where does God say, go get the Ark of the Covenant? Hey, listen, we're failing. Do you know why we're failing today? Because we're doing it our way. Hear me, I'm talking about the body, I'm talking about the church. Hear me. You know why you, know why you don't see baptisms and people get saved? Because people ain't right with God. Oh, we can deny it all day long. We can say, oh, you know, these are the end times, people are going to fall away. You know what? We use that as an excuse. When the people of God get right, God moves. Yes, He does. He moves. But we got to be following Him. Notice what they do. They blame God. Not only do they blame God, but then they don't even listen to God. And they know the answer the whole time. So let's do it. Let's do it man's way. Can I tell you, it fails every time when it's man's way. Oh, and it, hey, let me tell you something. It's a, it, it's a backlash every time. Oh, it's a backlash. Here they are. They go and get the ark. Haven't been told to do it. But yet they do it. How many times we go do something? Hey, because we think it's the right thing to do. Oh, and it backfires on us. Huh? Because what happens? What do we see? Well, let's read on. I mean, this is Bible, folks. Hey, we're just walking through the passage together. See what happens. And when the people were coming to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of shallow unto us, that when it cometh among us, it may save us out of the hand of our enemy. Worshipping the ark. Making the ark an idol. 
I wonder if we ain't made churches idols. Huh? Hear me. How many preachers are idols today? Huh? Don't you make me an idol. I don't want to fall. <laughs> Come on. Well, so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that. Hey, you better get in the Word. You better get in the, If you can't back it up with the Word, you better not talk about it. Huh? And you better know where to find it. So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from thence the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of Hosts, which dwelleth between the cherubims. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. Boy, these two wicked boys that don't even know God. And when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth rang again. Hey, can I tell you this? Number three, a vain rally. A vain rally. Listen, we can come into this house. Hey, we can come and, and understand this. The church is us. The church is not this building. But yet, how many times do the people of God come into the church and we'll shout amen, we'll shout and sing, and listen, God ain't got nothing to do with it. God ain't got nothing to do with it. Oh, I remember, listen, hey, I remember years ago when I was, hey, listen, hey, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. I'll probably get in trouble later. It'll be all right. Y'all love me, don't you? Yep, says Janet does. She up and down. That's right. Hey, I can remember people waking up and yelling amen. They don't even know what they amen in. They don't even, hey, I'm serious. If that comes out your mouth, God better have moved you to do it. You want to quench the Holy Spirit of God? I mean, what if the preacher said, you're going to hell and you woke up? Amen. I mean, huh? You realize amen means you agree. What does our worship look like? I mean, we can come in here and we'll get all, we'll get all excited and jump around. Huh? Come on. Hey, I, I wonder, is it real church? Is it real? Because I wonder, does what happened here translate out there? And if it doesn't, I have to wonder, was it real? Was it real? Was it real? I don't know about you, but I don't want to be found fake. Huh? I don't want to be found fake. I ask you today, is it real? What are they doing? They've got no power. They've got no power. They disobeyed God by not listening to God. They couldn't even get on their knees and ask God for the answer of what to do. And how many times we find ourselves there? That's a big one to swallow on, ain't it? Because I had to swallow that one myself. Huh? Y'all ready? We'll do it together. Ah, there it is. How many times do we honestly care what God thinks about what we're doing? They already lost 4,000 men. Hear me! 4,000 died. And yet they're still not willing. And they know. But they're still not willing to ask God what to do next. Oh, go get the ark. Oh, that's the answer. The ark! Oh, God, see the ark and see that it's down there close to us. He'll, hey, he'll win the battle for us. No, he won't because you're out of his will. God is not going to bless sin. God will never bless it, folks. 
preacher, you are on sin again this week. Listen, I'm tired of sin. I'll be honest. I'm tired of preaching about sin. So whoever got sin, deal with it. Deal with that mess. I'm tired of preaching. Hey, hear me. We got to do business with God. We got to, listen, are we not in the last days or not? I mean, if I lost my mind, how much closer to the last days could we get? You realize from last Sunday, we're seven days closer to his return? Yes. And I believe if we started looking at it like that, our lives would change. How we respond to God would change. Lord help, I don't even want to point at nobody. We see a vain rally, a vain rally, hooping and hollering, and it means nothing to God. Nothing to God. He has nothing to do with it. Pick up verse number 6. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What meaneth the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood. Hey, listen. Hey, here's, here's what. Here, well, we, let's finish reading it. And they understood that the ark of the Lord was coming to the camp. And the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God is coming to the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there had not been such a thing here to four. Woe unto us, who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that smote the Egyptian with all the plagues in the wilderness. Can I tell you, they had more belief in God than his own people. Than his own people. And how many times does the world look at us and we look like a joke? Man, it's quiet. I guess I'm by myself. How many times do we waller in our sin and we condone it and enable it in our own homes? And the world looks at us and say, why would I want any of that? Why would I want any of that? And you know what? They got a right to say it. And you wonder what God thinks about it. Can I tell you, God ain't nowhere near it. God ain't nowhere near it. Oh, a vain rally. <laughs> Boy, we can cry when it's tough, can't we? I couldn't help this morning as I was going over this passage to think about the times that we, we love to cry when uh, we're losing. But you won't hear from us no other time. God. Huh? You know what it was for him? It was convenient. Oh, and you're going to love what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it, and you can hate me. All right, we're already throwing stones. I might as well just go ahead and end it, right? Go ahead, huh? Go Those were a convenient living people. And I'm afraid in 2020 we got a convenient living church. Huh? Oh, we'll serve God as long as nothing else is going on. I tell you what, you allow something to happen. Boy, some kind of event to show up, and we can't make it to church. Oh, you think I'm just going to talk about church attendance, huh? Hey, listen, if you come in with a heart that ain't right to worship, you shouldn't have came in anyway. Well, amen. Is it true or not? But why don't we get our heart right? Why don't we get our heart right? Hey, you know what? I would serve there, but I don't think I can do it. Something may come up. 
Can I ask you something? What is your something that may come up that's greater than God? That's greater than God! (laughs) Why is it he's last? Why is it that you only come running for him when you need him? I tell you what, I can't even look at nobody. Of course, i got to look at myself. Huh? Here they are making all that noise. It's easy to make noise when we're losing the battle. But yet we haven't asked God to get in the middle of any of it. Oh, God, show up now. God, do it again. And we ain't done nothing to prepare ourselves. God, help us, folks. Oh, it was vain noise. Vain noise. You say, preacher, is this a three-point message? No, it's not. We're continuing on. Huh? Number four. Their plans backfire. You go in the battle without God and you try to do it your own way, your plans will backfire. What happens? The Philistines are strengthened. Oh, it was the opposite effect. Notice what the Word says. Verse 9. Be strong and quit yourselves like men, O you Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews as they have been to you. Quit yourselves like men and fight. And the Philistines fought and Israel was smitten. And they fled, y'all. They fled. Can I tell you, when we do it our way, it backfires every single time. You wonder why you can't get ahead, and it's like you take one step forward and two steps back. Why don't you check things? And can I tell you this? Your sin affects more people than just you. Newsflash. Newsflash. Your sin affects more people than you. We got two. We got two sons that are ungodly, full of sin. We're talking about fornication, prostitution, folks. They're pushing it. And they're supposed to be serving the Lord. And we got Eli, the high priest, who's allowing it all to take place. Three people. Hey, 4,000's already dead because of the sin of three people. You don't think your kids will pay the price for your sin? You bring sin into your home and see what it does to your children. Grandparents, you bring sin into your home and you see what it does to your grandkids. I don't expect this to be popular by no stretch of the imagination. Probably be the least shared message ever ever on there, but I don't really care. I'm not preaching for shares. I'm sure ain't preaching for likes. I'm preaching for Almighty God. Hear me. Look at here. Verse number 10. And the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten, and they fled every man into his tent. Listen, when you don't have the power of God, you're going to find yourself fleeing. Running. On the run. You see, you can't stand and power that you don't have. And what needs to happen today is when people get broken and find out they are powerless. Powerless without God. Fled every man in his tent and there was a, a very great slaughter for their fell of Israel. Y'all notice it? 30,000 footmen. 4,000 the first time, 30,000 the second time. When's it enough? 
When's it enough? When's it enough? Three people. 34,000. Don't tell me your sin is not costly. Don't tell me your sin is not costly. There are people today who never want to darken the door of a church again because of the testimony of a Christian. Or a supposed Christian. God help our testimony. God help us to live for God. Your plans always backfire and darkness always leads to defeat. Number five. Darkness always leads to defeat. You cannot expect to win when you will not ask God for what you need. You see, you know how simple this is? And they know it. Now, here's the thing. They knew it. You know, Brother Steve, I think so many times it's easy to beat up on them Israelites because we can read it. I mean, it's right there. But yet we're willing ourselves to fall into the same thing. Hmm? Oh, hear me today. We'll go powerless. We'll go powerless before we ask God to get involved. We'll go powerless before we give our life to Christ. We'll live miserable lives before we acknowledge God. Why is that? Because we don't want to humble ourselves. It's called pride, folks. You don't believe there was pride? Hey, you don't believe there was pride when Lucifer fell? It was all about pride. You don't think it was about pride in the garden? Hey, you don't think about it was pride when Jesus was tempted? It was all about pride. It was all about pride. And you see, the day our problem is we don't want to humble ourselves. We don't want to humble ourselves. Let's just admit it. Hey, they didn't want to acknowledge their sin and humble themselves before God. I mean, they might actually have to give up some sin. And today, I ask you, is it worth giving up the sin? You better believe it is. Oh, you better believe it is. Oh, it's not enough to continue in sin. Why? When God has done so much. You think we deserve His only begotten Son. We don't. But yet God loved us and sent His Son. Oh, to die and then to turn His back on His Son on the cross. You want to know what that feels like? I can't imagine. But yet my God did because He loved me that much. And today we sit just like they did, and we wonder. Now you say, preacher, Jesus hadn't come and died yet. The picture is there in the sacrifice. It's all there in the sacrifice. Listen, the Old Testament's looking to the cross. We're looking back to the cross and what was accomplished. Why live miserable when we can live in Christ? Live in Christ. I tell you what, this world is not going to get any better. Why don't we stop acting like it's going to? The world is not going to come up for an answer. And I don't care how many vaccines or how fast they get it. The vaccine is not the answer. (laughs) All lives matter, black lives matter. Listen, none of that. Hey, that's not the answer. God is the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And hear me today. No man will come to the Father but by Him. But by Him. He is the way. He is the way. He is the way. So why is it that we'd rather waller in sin 
then do it God's way. I ask you today, is your sin worth that much? Lost person. And listen, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you died right now, here's the truth, you will die and go to hell. You will die and you will go to hell. Why? Because you will pay the price for your sin. And why pay the price for your sin when Jesus has already done? He's already done all the work. He's already done all the work. But you see, just because He's done all the work, it does not exempt you. You have to turn your life over. You have to repent. You have to ask for forgiveness. You have to ask Him to be not only your Savior, but Lord of your life. Lord of your life. Believer, I ask you today, what does your testimony look like? I'll be honest with you today, I have no doubt there's lost people in the building today. And you have played games with God, you've heard the message over and over and over again. How many more opportunities do you think you're going to get? You see, hey, Eli was dealt with. Hey, they come back and they tell, one escapes, tells Eli what took place. Hey, he, he dies. He's gone. His sons, they died. They died. And you know what bothered him more than his sons dying was knowing that the Ark of the Covenant was taken. Was taken. And you know what? That daughter-in-law, you know what she named that child as she was dying in labor? Ichabod. Ichabod. The glory of the Lord has departed. Has departed. And I'm afraid if we're not careful, there's going to be some houses. Hear me? There's going to be some homes where God's going right over that doorpost. Ichabod, the glory of the Lord has departed. And I believe there's churches today, you hear me, and I don't take any pride in this at all. It breaks my heart. You know what? It breaks my heart. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this and get it out because if I don't, I'm going to burst. Listen to me. There are churches where God is not in them. And you might can't see the name over the door, but it's there. Ichabod, the glory of the Lord has departed. And I tell you what, I'm going to do everything that I can, giving it to God, that it's never written over them doors. You hear me, church. But it's, hey, we got to have a people come alive. We've got to be, listen, a people that's wanting to be close to God. Hey, close and clean. Haven't we waited long enough? To do what God tells us to? Isn't it long enough that we've heard it over and over and over again and we know what God would have us to do and yet we sit on it and we're scared. Some of you need to take a deep swallow because that hits you right there. There are some that's been called to salvation and you know it. There are some that's been called, hey, to get that sin out of your life, to make God a priority, to answer the call of God. Hey, how much longer is he going to call? How long is he going to call? Preacher, what time is it? Do you know? I don't care. You know what time it is? To make a decision. It's time to make a decision. And I wonder, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Preacher, I don't want to come down forward. If I, if I come down and make a decision, people's going to see me. Who really cares? You're going to stand before God all by yourself. If you surely can't walk down in front of people and pray, how in the world are you going to stand before God? 
How do you think that account's going to go? Oh, God, I was scared to make a decision for you. Can I tell you there's no do-overs? The decisions that we make to serve God, hear me, God knows all about them. He's here right now. He's watching everything we're doing. I'm going to ask you, what's your decision going to be? Can we all admit corporately it's time to stop playing games with God? And if anybody is going to lead a nation back to God, it's going to have to be the people of God. It's going to take us. Clean and close. So I ask you today, what's your decision going to be? Heads bowed and eyes closed. There's nobody looking around. I mean it. Nobody looking around. This ain't a time to be watching people. This is a time to be responding yourself. This altar is open. This altar is open. What's your house look like? What does your house look like? I have a hard time believing this morning that we ain't got work to do. I have a hard time believing that we ain't got work to do. This altar is open this morning. I wonder who's going to be bold enough to actually go down and pray. Preacher, I don't want to go down forward. Yes, you can pray anywhere you want to, but you know what? There's something about getting on your knees before God. I tell you what, and if the people of God ain't willing to do it, who is? Oh, we're waiting for the world to do it. You think the, the world is going to seek the face of God? It's got to be the people of God who make up their mind to seek Him. Oh, and I tell you, listen, the time is ticking down. The time is ticking away. What are we waiting for? There's so many at the altar. I ask you, would you come? This is a time to do business with God. If not now, then when? Heavenly Father, God, you know our need, God, more than I could ever dream or, or God imagine. God, you know our need. So God, I pray you do the work that only you can do. Thank you for your word, God, and the power and the movement of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.